Akona, I hope I have you back on a better line. Yes, much better. Yes, 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 yes. Please, please continue. You were, you were talking, I guess, about uh, the debt restructuring process, um, mm. the order of magnitude of some of the amounts that are involved here, but also the implications that that is going to have uh, for the Ghanaian yeah. economy. Yeah, so they are targeting just to reduce some of these. Are we any nearer to a resolution of this? Because certainly the political fortunes uh, of um, Nana Akufo Ado seem to rest on that. Correct. Um, I think um, I think the ministry indicated that they currently are in talks with the pension funds that are of the domestic government bonds as of August of last year. Um, however, the labor unions have unfortunately indicated they are threatening to go on strike um, should um, particularly the members or the savings of their members um, be obviously and take up more um, of some of this um, government bonds that they um, are issuing out. So we also have to wait in terms of um, how these pension funds um, reorganize themselves, um, particularly with regards to having quite a, a big exposure to some of the mm. domestic loans that the government has um, trying to restructure. It's a developing story we'll be following rather closely, um, how the uh, negotiations, not just with uh, local creditors, but with multilateral agencies, with international banks, you know, they uh, defaulted on their euro bonds. Uh, and uh, it's not bonds that are issued in Europe, but it's just bonds that happen to be issued in a currency that is not your yeah. country's currency. Um, and so, in a way, I mean, this is far from the end of the story, it seems, Akwan. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's so far from the end, but I think the end goal, particularly for the um, the West African country, is just to secure um, that $3 billion bailout from the IMF, um, mm. which will um, obviously some assist um, them in, in some of the debt that they currently um, have in, in terminating the country, um, but also in terms of raising other and investing, um, particularly um, in some of the, the assets that they want to invest in terms of also reducing that GDP, um, which they have a goal towards in 2028. Yeah, yeah. Let's shift our attention to telecom. Um, I must say, I mean, you know, I guess I've been following the markets for a while. And um, when, when I look at this trading update coming through from Telcom, probably the most news-filled trading update for any one quarter that I've seen in a long time. Uh, so let's take a look at it. I mean, it seems top line numbers up 2.3%, but uh, the trading uh, profit margins down significantly. And a lot of that having to do uh, with uh, mm. what they've done with their checkbook insofar as operational spending is concerned. Yeah, correct. So, um, Telcom came out with a trading update today for the quarter ending of December of last year, um, indicating that revenue for the quarter was up marginally by 2.3% um, to just over 11 billion rands. Um, however, the EBITDA, the core um, profit measure, was unfortunately down by 13.5%. Um, so, in some of these numbers, particularly um, that EBITDA number, acting quite significantly, indicating some of the costs um, that you are alluding to, um, Ayabonga. Um, so some of these costs were particularly some of the input costs in terms of inflationary costs um, that came into the field, but also the load shedding costs. Mm-hmm. So they spent uh, approximately 150 million rand um, of additional costs in the quarter um, as a result of load shedding, um, which obviously did contract that um, EBITDA numbers. Um, however, other divisions that did do quite significantly well um, has been that mobile broadband um, base. So that came through quite nicely with the CEO in the, even indicating that the mobile broadband customers now comprise of almost 62% um, of total active mobile um, subscribers. 
um, which is obviously um, quite a good growth trajectory for the firm. Um, but also in terms of um, customers, they, that's um, increase um, came about to about 11.5 million, mm. um, compounding about 60%, 62%, as I indicated. Um, but I think what was also quite significant is the father-to-home co- um, connectivity rate, um, which was up to approximately 45.9%, um, with a number of homes um, um, passing about 27.6% um, of being connected, um, particularly to um, some of their product offerings. So it was a mixed bag of results, um, uh. with obviously some of the operating costs coming under significant pressure. Um, however, um, it, the market um, trading up today, when the results came out, just up 7%, um, but ending the trading day, just up um, 5%. So it does indicate that the market with some of the plans which we'll talk about in terms of cost cutting and mm. um, liking some of the what they want to do going forward in the next 12 to 18 months. Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about that. You spoke about that core profitability measure there. Um, and that's, you know, that margin on that is at around 22.6%. Now, that might seem like a lot, but if you compare it to some of the, uh, you know, uh, competitors, I mean, I think Vodacom's one comes in at around... Uh, 30-something percent, uh, stand to be correct, let me just, yes, 38.8 percent, uh, MTN probably in the region of around the 40s or so, and maybe Celsius a bit closer uh, to uh, uh, Telcom's profitability margin there. Uh, but they are also saying, well, they want to return that to a territory above 25 percent, uh, which is probably going to edge them a bit closer to where some of their competitors are. What are some of these areas that are leading to a massive drag in their profitability? Because it seems if I look at BCX, if I look at OpenServe, if I look at their towers business, um, I mean, coming in with a profit margin of 69.5%, something mm. is clearly good there. Where is the drag? Mm. Yeah, so I think in the voluntary announcement today after the results um, came out, they also did come out with another um, communication indicating that um, they do have a, a minority stake um, in OpenServe. Um, that you currently talk about, um, so the core father business, um, and then indicating that they are planning just to decrease or maybe just um, to get a salary that will take over that open source division um, business, that father business. Um, so um, I think in terms of some of the numbers that are quite detracting, I think they just want to focus on the more good businesses that are doing quite well, which is the mobile businesses, um, and just enhancing particularly that division um, and, and be able to become more of a competitor um, in that space against mm. the, comp- the peers you mentioned. Yeah. Now, I mean, I guess they spend a lot of money also if we look at it from a CapEx perspective on that Spectrum auction. Uh, but what I did find interesting, and I, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Akona, is... Uh, you know, they didn't put in the trading update, this uh, Section 189, that um, will be part mm. of their restructuring. That was in a separate announcement. Uh, but uh, they say that they attribute this decision um, to consider layoffs uh, to, to managing the delicate migration of revenue between old to new technologies and the need to manage the costs associated with these different technologies. I mean, is this to suggest that the idea, in the first instance, is that the legacy businesses or legacy parts of their businesses are dragging, uh, you know, some of the profitability of the others. And secondly, that much of these layoffs might be in areas of the business that are quite close to some of those legacy uh, businesses. It might be the fixed line line that's in front of me here, right through to even some of the more older second or third generation technology. Yeah, correct. So I think in terms of the... um voluntary um, trading statement that came out was obviously quite um, 
alarming because I don't think many of us expected that um, Telcom saying that they will be in the initiating um, quite a rigorous and painful retrenchment program um, in efforts to contain some of these costs um, and leading into towards obviously a tough macroeconomic environment, um, but also what you are mentioning in terms of the um, historical fixed line businesses, which are unfortunately have continued to just um, drag down in terms of some of the revenue, um, not being as profitable as, you, as it used to be 20 years ago, um, and then just trying to enhance particularly um, their more strength um, where they see um, the business going forward. Um, so, yeah, so the artists um, indicating that the 50%. Um, are um, indicating that 50% of Telcom's um, staff um, they, they will be initiating that process of a Section 189 against the Labor Relations Act just to restructure um, some of these um, operations. And this will obviously affect um, a number of subsidies and divisions within the business. Mm-hmm. Last one on my end, they're also looking to raise 1 billion rand by selling a portion of their devices receivables book to financial institutions. Sounds like a mouthful. What is devices receivable book? Uh, and why would a part of it be able to generate one billion rand in liquid cash for them? Yeah, so Telcom plans to raise one billion um, towards the end of its financial year, which is the end of March of this year. Um, this is through the sale of external financial institutions of qualifying receivables. Um, so the upfront handset and device sales. Um, that they obviously just want to get rid of and obviously get um, raise capital and um, to, to get um, some operation free cash flow um, to obviously to just input in some of the severe pressures that they currently have um, within the business. So they have indicated that um, uh, quite a lot um, of some of their working capital um, is mostly going to be going to investments um, in terms of some of the um, investments that they want to do within the company. Um, however, they do obviously want to migrate away from some of these legacy products, um, especially copper-based solutions, um, coupled with also investments um, in, in terms of the annuity revenue impact going forward. Mm-hmm. Let's shift our attention away from that and uh, head to Singapore. Uh, yeah, I mean, I found the story very bizarre. Um, but it seems in Singapore that, uh, yeah, things might be on the up for you if um, you are able on Valentine's Day to come with not just your main person, but even, I guess, your side person. Yeah, so for those of us that are celebrating the Valentine's Day, um, with Singapore oh, are you celebrating class, it, Akon? No, no, so for, for some of us that are. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so the sort of Singapore club um, indicating that um, it will be um, well giving, um, or p- particularly people that come to the restaurants, fifty um, percent off um, on the bill for the night mm. um, at one of the restaurants. Um, should um, somebody or yourself come with your partner and your um, side mistress, um, that uh, that yeah, it, it, it's quite a interesting one. Interesting I wouldn't story. imagine that that would be a very lucrative. Um Special because I don't imagine that many people would be brave enough to do that. I also don't think so. Hey. So I think they obviously um, want to get people to their restaurants, but yeah, I don't think it's also quite lucrative at all. Um, but maybe people are quite desperate, but yeah, maybe they'll try it. But yeah, for those that are, do have the guts to bring their partner and their side piece, yeah, that's a whole different goal game. Cheapers, cheapers. Yeah, look, I mean, yeah, yeah, some people are quite brave out there. But uh, maybe just, I guess, as we wrap up, uh, battery 
storage. A uh, big part of the debate at the moment, uh, I think, uh, you know, about 18 months ago, Finland put out their battery strategy. The likes of Sibanye, you know, were attracted to invest in that economy and uh, their caliber operation, largely by what that strategy offered. Research commissioned by the World Bank coming out um, over the last few days or so is signaling the same for South Africa, saying we've got the manganese, we've got the vanadium, we've got access to the lithium in our region. Uh, all of the building blocks. Uh, and similarly, I guess, we also have a Just Energy Transition Investment Program that prioritizes electric vehicles and components potentially. You know, mm. all of the potential building blocks that could make for a very viable and successful play into the world of battery storage. Yeah, so commission. Yeah, look, it's, it's certainly one we're going to have to follow quite closely. But uh, for now, Akon, we leave it here for tonight. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me. Akon there is a portfolio manager out at 27.4 Investment Managers joining us for our wrap of the top business stories.